Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Loud and Clear. I'm your host, Olivia Adams, and as always, we are amplifying the voices of women in music. Now, today is going to be just a little bit of a different episode. So the holidays are just around the corner, and that means lots of us are thinking about gift giving and what we want to give to those we love. So today what I'm going to do is something a little different. I am going to do an episode on holiday gifts for musicians in your life, young and old and somewhere in the middle. Of course, as always, I'm going to be highlighting female creators and organizations that I believe are doing really great work. So this will also include links to everything that I mentioned in the show notes for easy shopping and gift giving. And the episode will also feature gifts for the little musicians in your life, the music teachers, the music lovers, and of course, stocking stuffers for your favorite musician. Now, before we do an episode on holiday gifts, I want to give a little preface. I know that holidays can be a time of rabid consumerism and we feel the need to give the perfect gifts to everybody in our lives. And let me tell you that we actually don't. We don't need to spend lots of money. If gift giving is really important to you, then I encourage you to give thoughtfully and support local businesses in your area. I'm also going to be giving lots of ideas for alternative gift giving if you don't want to give physical gifts that you can wrap. And I'm gonna give you some inexpensive options and ones that can promote connection between you and the folks that you love. Musicians don't need more mugs that say, here comes treble or a scarf with music notes on it, unless that's totally your vibe in which that is okay. I also want to give some really practical gift ideas for the musicians in your life. So let's start with some ideas for the young musicians in your life. As we learned from an episode with Karen Garrelis, we need to be calling our kids musicians from early on if they're playing a musical instrument. So if your child has just started making music or taking lessons this year, I encourage you to get them a music themed gift to continue to encourage them in their new venture. So some favorite resources for the youngest musicians in your life are music picture books. So my friend Annalie will be on the show really soon talking about her favorite music picture books and some wonderful suggestions for reading with the little musicians in your life over the holidays. So I'm not going to give away too many suggestions, but Annalie and Heun Kang wrote a book on the ABCs of women in music. It's an inspiring picture book to add to your music studio. This book covers 1,000 years of women in music history from A to Z. Annalie does a masterful job of including pop, jazz, country, electronic, and classical artists, as well as musicologists, throat singers, opera singers, aiming to break down any stereotypes of who belongs in music. Each letter of the alphabet is associated with a different female musician, including a brief description of a lesson they teach us, their dates and vocation alongside a stunning illustration by Higun. The book includes musicians from across the globe with varying careers and different physical abilities, while Heyoon's vivid illustrations illuminate each musician in action. So the back of the book includes interactive questions for kids and teachers or parents to engage with, and the publishing webpage for the book has free downloadable coloring pages and worksheets and a Spotify playlist with music from each of the musicians featured in the book. So it's really a very interactive resource. I encourage you to take a look at that and and purchase that for your young musician. 
Another one of my very favorite music picture books is The What Ifs by Emily Hilgore, and it's illustrated by Zoe Prosecco. Now, perhaps more than ever, children are aware of the world's uncertainty and the what ifs can consume their thoughts. So this picture book is for all the kids who struggle with stage fright, performance anxiety, or even getting the butterflies when they get ready to perform. The What Ifs personifies anxiety through multicolored fantastical bug characters called the What Ifs. Cora, the main character, is preparing for her first piano recital, but the What Ifs keep sneaking up on her and weighing her down with anxious thoughts. So this story deals with music performance anxiety and mistakes. Cora is anxious about her upcoming piano recital, displaying classic signs of music performance anxiety like finger shaking, making mistakes, fear of the audience, fear of humiliation. So Kilgore's book helps to normalize music performance anxiety and mistakes in music. As Cora then sits down to play, the what ifs disappear until she hits a wrong note. Now the main character takes a breath, reaffirms herself and continues playing. So the normalization of making a mistake on stage and continuing is something teachers need to address with young performers. And another value of this book is that it centers a non-famous, non prodigious young musician at a regular piano recital. So highlighting the recital experience and what can happen. I really love the use of Cora as the main character rather than a child prodigy because it makes the ideas really relatable for young students to grasp and apply. And the picture book with its vibrant illustrations is a really excellent addition to any music resource library. Or if you're a young musician, your kid has music performance anxiety or maybe struggles with anxiety, this is a really great book. Now, if you love music picture books for the young musician in your life, you need to subscribe to the Music Library Box. The owner is Shannon, who is a music educator and a homeschooling mom, and she curates these amazing picture book boxes with diverse music and styles and activities and games to go along with each book's theme. And in each box, you get a children's book, instruments, activities, and online resources. It is a must-have subscription for the young musicians in your life. One of the things I really love about the Music Library Box is that there are multiple subscription plans. So you could do a monthly one, you could do three months, you could do six months or yearly. So if you just want to order one as a Christmas gift, you can. And so I really encourage you to go check out Music Library Box. And again, all of these will be linked in the show notes. So another female creator whose resources I love is Jenny Boster at The Playful Piano. Jenny has so many creative resources on her website, but a fun one for the young musicians in your life are the Shades of Sound coloring books. So the Shades of Sound books introduce a composer or an instrument with a graphic and some details, and then a coloring page inspired by that composer. And then there's a QR code that you scan and it will take you to either Apple Music or YouTube playlists, and you can have a listen to the music while you're coloring in the picture. So it's really fun. It's really interactive. It's an activity to do over the holiday season and it can be really connective. So there are two volumes of the music coloring books that are dedicated to women composers and it could not be more simple to get. They're available on her website or through Amazon. They're very inexpensive. And if you have a young artist in your life, these are the books for you. 
I also want to put in a plug for the studio license. So if you teach classroom music or group classes, you can get a lifetime studio license and endless material for your class. Jenny has also launched a female composer club. So what she says is for $5 a month, she will send you an engaging composer of the month resource. It will highlight one composer who happens to be a woman from music history and will include eight or nine different resources that you can use in your teaching studio that month to help your students get to know the composer and her music. You can pick and choose what resources you use or you can use all of them. So it includes things like a printable bio page, a worksheet, an adorable life story coloring page with fun facts about her life, and a recommended music listening playlist, a composer of the month trading card for students to collect. And there's also these awesome resources of sort of leveled music from easiest to difficult that are by that composer. So if your student really enjoys the music of Amy Beach, for example, then they can choose a piece and have a listen to it and then even download it to play. So we're doing a whole episode with Jenny in the new year, and I think you're going to love it. She provides some amazing resources for classroom music teachers and for teachers of young students. So a plug for a future episode. Okay. The last one for the young musicians is a homemade gift. And this was inspired by Joy Morin from Color In My Piano. So each year, Joy shares a simple gift idea that she gives to her students. Now, one year she did mittens for her students and iron on treble clefs to the right-hand mitten and bass clefs to the left-hand mitten. And I think this is a perfect homemade stocking stuffer for the little pianist in your life so that they can remember, oh right, my left hand's normally playing in the bass clef and my right hand's normally playing in the treble clef and it reinforces those music concepts. So now we're going to move on to some gifts for the older musicians in your life, perhaps the career musicians, and we're going to hear from some of the creators themselves. So I'm going to introduce Heartstrings Jewelry by Michelle Del Aqua. Michelle is a Canadian jeweler and she makes fine jewelry out of guitar and piano strings and also violin strings and different string instruments. So these pieces are gorgeous. They're eco-friendly. It's jewelry that looks stunning on anyone. And Michelle says that jewelry is bold, beautiful, possesses natural ergonomic fit and can be worn with ease. So through thousands of hours of workmanship, heartstrings, in-house innovations allow end-of-life guitar strings and piano strings to mirror and integrate with the beauty, quality, and comfort of time-tested traditional jewelry materials. Her pieces take a lot of inspiration from nature, and you can get them plated in gold, silver, crafted with gemstones, and the pieces are certainly a stunning gift for the musician or that special somebody in your life. So now we're going to hear from Michelle, and she's going to tell us about her company and her favorite pieces in the collection. I am here with Michelle of Heartstrings Jewelry. Michelle, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited to have you here. And we thought we'd do something a little bit fun, a little bit different uh, for the podcast at Christmas time so that we can share some ideas around Christmas gift giving. But before we do that, Michelle, can you let us know what is Heartstrings Jewelry all about? And what's the story behind that company? So Heartstrings Jewelry is about taking instrument strings that have been played. There's been love and joy and passion going through the strings. They've all been played and then I make them into jewelry. So I use guitar string, piano string, violin string. 
How did you get about starting to make jewelry out of instrument strings? So several years ago, I was gifted bracelet that was a guitar string bracelet, but it basically looked like a grungy piece of guitar string just wrapped in a circle with some wire around it. And it was really cool, but it was kind of organic looking. And I started looking more closely at the instrument strings and guitar strings in particular, the colors of the strings, they pair with the colors of gold. So yellow gold, rose gold and white gold and piano string as well. Got a copper wind on it. And so it as well pairs with rose gold. And I thought that this jewelry could actually be elevated into into fine jewelry and combined with gold and combined with gemstones. And it's precious in its own way. And it's reclaimed. It's come from something beautiful and it can be remade into something beautiful with more of the traditional jewelry materials and create something new and unique, but actually stands up along other fine jewelry. So that was my goal. You're giving new life to something that's being well loved. Exactly. Were you a jeweler before you started Heartstrings? I've always had an interest in jewelry and I've dabbled a little bit over the years, but actually I was an occupational therapist. That was my original career. And so this is quite a shift, but I think the innovation and the creativity that are involved in what I do are really the driving force for me. And also the fact that if you look around for guitar string jewelry, you won't quite see anything like the work that I'm doing. So it's, it's kind of stands on its own right now. And so I'm, you know, pushing more in that direction. Yeah, it's really unique. So I'm curious, how do you get the instrument strings? Do musicians send them to you? Are they, you know, someone's piano has fallen in disrepair or a guitar has fallen in disrepair and then they give you the part? How do you kind of come about getting those materials? Because you said all of them have been played before. I love that. Well, it seems like every musician has a pile of guitar strings in their basement. (laughs) And right now you can't put guitar string into the traditional recycling. You you can't just throw it in with your recycling. It, It won't be taken. And so there's not really a way for it to be recycled. When I first started, most of the strings I got were from guitar stores, their tech shops. When they changed strings or repaired instruments, those strings were just going in the garbage. And so they started saving them for me. I would go pick them up and I was working with independent music stores here in Edmonton, where I am. And then it, it kind of grew. Musicians do send me strings. I get a lot of commission work from musician strings or like amateur musicians, more well-known musicians. So they'll send me their strings, maybe for a special piece or a gift and I'll make jewelry out of those strings or sometimes it's for a memorial piece the family will send me strings of someone who's passed away and then I'll make jewelry for the family and it's a really lasting heirloom for them that they feel really connected with something that their loved one was passionate about and in fact the piano strings I have right now came from a family in Saskatoon they were refurbishing or taking apart the grandmother's piano it didn't really function well as a piano anymore and they they heard about me and they sent all of the strings from the piano, which is a lot. And I made a collection of jewelry for their family last Christmas. And those are still the strings that I'm using for the piano pieces right now. Are there materials that you find harder to work? Like are the guitar strings easier than the piano strings? Or are there materials that are harder or easier to work with? Absolutely. And it depends on the composition of the string because they are and because they're mixed metal because I'm dealing with the core and then whatever's around the core. Mm. So the piano string is really challenging, mostly because of how thick it is. 
it's a very thick core and then it's a thick material wrapped around and that material on the outside, which is copper, has a much lower melting point than the inside. And so it's, you know, figuring out how to work with the different mixed metals. Guitar strings as well, like some of them, the phosphor bronze are much easier to work with than the electric strings, the nickel wrapped electric strings or nickel wrapped bass strings, but everybody loves electric guitar strings. So, so I keep working with it. And then classical instruments like the violin string, cello string, they have their own challenges. They're completely different makeup and mm. have their own, they're difficult to work with in their own way as well. So, but that's one of the things I, I enjoy is, is that challenge. It's the creativity aspect of how do you figure out mm-hmm. how to make the thing that you want to make. So wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on. Is there anything you want to share with us before we wrap up? A lot of people think that this jewelry is great for musicians, but it's actually, most of my customers are not musicians. They love music. They love unique jewelry. They love the story behind it and the emotional impact it has. And so it's it's really jewelry for everyone. And there's something for everyone in the lines of jewelry I've created as well. So it's not just for musicians, although it is great for musicians. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, it's for anyone, you know, it's beautiful, beautiful jewelry. I love that you have so many different unique styles, I think, represented across your jewels that there's, there's really something for everybody. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Can you let our audience know where they can find you and check out your jewelry? So my website where you can buy my jewelry is heartstringsjewelry.com. Then on social media, Instagram and Facebook, it's heartstringsjewelry.ca and jewelry is spelled (laughs) J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Another amazing jewelry company is Hangups Jewelry. So jewelers Christy and Carolyn make jewelry from retired musical instruments. These pieces are so unique because they use many parts of the instruments from piano keys to trumpet vowels to oboe keys, and they have tie clips, cufflinks, Christmas ornaments, and other non-jewelry pieces. They're affordable, eco-friendly, and handcrafted. So some of my favorites are the trumpet cufflinks, the piccolo earrings, and piano key earrings, and piano wire earrings. I'm so excited that I got to talk with Carolyn. So here is my conversation, and a link to a longer video with the products will be linked in the show notes. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for coming on the podcast today. My pleasure. So Carolyn, can you let our listeners and now our viewers know a little bit about yourself and Hang Ups Jewelry and how that got started? Okay, well, I'll tell you what Hang Ups is first, and then maybe I'll go backwards and tell mm-hmm. you a little bit about how it started. But at Hang Ups, we make jewelry from instruments. So they're all recycled, so retired. We like to call them retired instruments. So we work very closely with a nonprofit called Band of Angels. They're located out of of Kansas City, um, but they ship instruments everywhere. Then they do take donations, uh, financial and instrument donations. So they do instrument drives with the public and uh, collect all these beautiful neglected instruments from people, and then they clean them up and they give them to kids in need. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are kids that are from all walks of life and just unfortunate circumstances mean that they cannot continue in music or take music because they don't have money to rent an instrument. So they give the instruments to these kids. And uh, they also, um, the money that we donate towards uh, goes towards scholarships for music camps in the summer. 
So the instruments that Band of Angels can't fix, we have free reign. We just go in and we can grab all we want and make jewelry out of them. And we give them 30% of the, each sale goes to Band of Angels to their scholarship fund. Mm-hmm. So we work really closely with them. And the founder is from a company called Meyer Music. It's a family-owned, wonderful music company out of Kansas City, music stores. And what he saw was that several people were coming in and having to stop lessons or, you know, stop their musical advancement for various reasons. And he thought, well, there's instruments out there. What if we started collecting them and we have the resources to fix them? We have the resources to clean them to get these kids to stay in music lessons. So he's a wonderful guy. He approached us. We were making, we've been making jewelry. And I say we, this is my partner, Christy and I. Christy's out of Kansas City. I'm out of Ohio. So Christy and I met, I guess, in 2007. And then we're both just, uh, we met through a mutual friend. We're both crafty, creative people. And one day she said, hey, do you want to take a soldering class? So you take like two little pieces of glass and you saw you put in like a picture or paper or whatever you love and you solder the edges. And we started doing that and it became kind of obsessive when we had a whole lot. And a friend said, hey, you should do a craft show. And we did. And we made $120 and we thought, wow, (laughs) like this is it. We made $120. We were so excited. And uh, it just kind of evolved from there. We took some wire wrapping classes and then we started using, we loved the green movement. So we started using anything we could find from chandelier crystals to silverware, typewriter keys, um, buttons, anything you could think of. So, and repurposing into our jewelry. And then when we met Mike from Meyer Music, uh, it was all over. He came to us and he said, can you make jewelry out of instruments? And we were, we thought about it for a little bit. We thought, yeah, geez, that would be fun. And that was it. The beginning of this long story. We have been with Band of Angels. um, I bet you it's, I think it's been nine years um, now. We've been partnering with them. We did a tally about a year ago when we were at 34000 that we had donated so far to them. So we're very, very proud of that. The passion that we have for their organization makes our jobs, and I won't even say jobs because, I mean, geez, I get to make jewelry for a living. It's not a job. <laughs> we see these kids. We see these mm-hmm. kids that benefit from this program. One of the girls, first girls that went through the program several years ago now, and they gave her a trumpet, and she ended up getting a full ride scholarship to university. Now she might not have even gone to university and she ended up with a full ride scholarship. So it's really easy to to work with these people and to feel passionate about what we do. It sounds like a a life-changing organization. That's amazing. So Mm -hmm. you make jewelry and now not just jewelry. I know you've got Christmas ornaments and tie clips and all sorts of things. Can you tell us some more about what you're making? It's always kind of fun, and I know you didn't ask this, but it's really fun to talk about the tools we have. And, you know, it's evolved over the years as we found out what tools work best, because think of cutting a a guitar up or a cello or as I spent last week cutting up a tuba. Uh, So how do you cut those instruments up? So it's really fun. Like The whole process is really fun. We're to the point where... You know, we see things. So I'll look at a tuba and I'll be like, ooh, you see that little piece? I'm going to show you a really fun piece from a tuba. 
So it's from the pipe that goes to the mouthpiece on the tuba. And I did it as a unisex necklace because I made my son put it on. And although he's not much of a jewelry person, it looks really good on him. The metal of, say, like a tuba bell, uh, if any tubist would be able to tell you this, but I didn't know as a non-musician, because I am not a musician, the metal is very delicate and it's very bendable. You can bend a tuba bell. It's just so fun that we kind of go through and we go, hmm, you know, what what kind of fun, unique parts does an instrument have? Drum cymbals are one of my favorite instruments. We use um, the wood instruments too, but we usually get our instruments in holes. So as we cut okay. them up, we, what we're cutting up. So um, that's kind of fun. We use for our wood, we cut wood with a scroll saw mm-hmm. and a Dremel. And a scroll saw is like, you can do like shifty little patterns and stuff, you know, and drill press is one of my favorite. It's just like you just lower it and you're drilling. It's real straight into a piece. And, you know, we have reciprocating straw saws and our sanders, you know, (laughs) big girl tools. Tools are fun. (laughs) That's awesome. Sometimes people send us their instruments. Usually I try to suggest if if they have like a clarinet, and we were just talking about the clarinet Mm -hmm. off air a minute ago, but if they had like a clarinet and it was their parents and they they really want to do something with it, I would almost like, I'm not going to discourage them, like get a piece of clarinet jewelry, but a beautiful big clarinet, you can do something like make a, a lamp with it. And then you have your parents, your mom, your dad's beautiful clarinet intact. So I I will, if they really want jewelry, make stuff out of them. But sometimes I'll just do an alternative suggestion. I get so many instruments from Band of Angels that unless they truly don't want it anymore, and that does happen, they donate it to us because they love, they love, um, you know, the whole concept. And we also have, I should mention, an amazing friendship with Fox Products. Fox Products is out of Indiana, Fort Wayne. They're near Fort Wayne, Indiana, close by. And they make double reed instruments. So meaning the oboe, the bassoon and English horn. And we met them at a trade show a few years ago. And they generously send us their like dud pieces, the pieces that aren't good enough to go. So this is all like high end, hasn't been used. It's gorgeous pieces. And they send us these big boxes of pieces to use. So we have like a steady supply of just about every instrument. We've, we've had euphonium keys, but we've never had a euphonium. We've never had a sousaphone, but we've had the keys. But we have most instruments. And you also have these lines. If you go on the website, you've got it by category. So you mm-hmm. can go under percussion, you can go under keyboard. Mm-hmm. And so search the musical category of the person you want to buy for, you know, whatever instrument they're playing. And mm-hmm. and you can give a really unique gift through that. Right. We did that on purpose because musicians are so passionate about their instruments. Like bassoonists, they are like, I have to say of all the musicians I've met, bassoonists are the most passionate about their instruments. But all I think all musicians are passionate and they just want to go in. They don't necessarily want to browse. We, you know, we probably have 320 listings on our website. They don't want to browse 320 listings. <laughs> they just want to see their instruments. So we tried to make it as easy as possible. I love that. It's a it's a unique idea because you're not going by necklaces or earrings, but it's, yeah. it's by instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's great. Well, mm-hmm. Carolyn, can you tell 
our audience where they can find out more about your company and the work that you do and also where they can purchase these amazing pieces? Well, I guess the best place to find us is online. We're at hangupsjewelry.com. And so that's our store. Um, we are located in a couple of stores. We we have we paired that back during COVID. Obviously, a lot of a lot of things changed. So we're only in two stores right now. One's in Kansas City, and it's called Green Utopia. And the one here in uh, Ohio is called um, Green Haven Living, and it's in Westerville, Ohio. So if you're in those areas, any of your listeners, they can find it there. But the best place probably to find us is online and um, at music, some music educator shows in the U.S. So Wonderful. And you are also on Instagram as well. So oh, that's yeah, actually sorry. where I found you uh, originally. And uh, it was just, it was suggested to me according to some of the people that I follow. So thank you, Instagram algorithm. Yeah, right. So yeah, we're on Instagram, Hangups Jewelry. Um, We're on, as I like to say, because it drives my kids crazy, the TikTok. And we are on Pinterest, um, all Hangups Jewelry, Facebook, everything's all Hangups Jewelry. Wonderful. So I will link all of that. And thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Sometimes for some of us with the holidays brings special foods and beverages. So one idea is a music and wine pairing. So next week, we're going to have Kimberly Sundell on who runs the sound of wine. And we're going to be talking about how to pair wine with music. But think about a nice bottle of wine thoughtfully paired with a music selection or playlist curated by you. And Kim is going to give us some wonderful tips on how we can do that. I'm a big fan of experience gifts. So this is one that can be personal and intimate or done as an adult family activity over the holidays. So look forward to that one next week. And we'll really dive into that. So speaking of experiences, I am such a fan of non-physical gifts. <laughs> so much of our lives are filled with things and oftentimes we get clutter through the holidays. So some of the most thoughtful gifts I've ever received were not physical gifts, but thoughtful experiences, recordings, or other gestures of kindness. So I'm going to give you some non-physical gift ideas. So the first thing that comes to mind is, of course, concert tickets. One year for Christmas, my brother bought me concert tickets to one of his favorite indie bands and he introduced me to their music and we had a great time. Front row seats, experiencing this awesome concert together over the holidays. Really loved it. I also remember taking my mom to Saskatoon's Fireside Christmas Memories concert. It was such a fun experience to do together as a Christmas gift to her. So I encourage you look up some local events in the area of your loved ones and maybe gift them concert tickets for later in the year. It will be an event to look forward to. Okay, so for me, this one is an ultra practical solution. I love practical gifts. Honestly, the more practical, the better. So if you're like me, a piano tuning is the perfect gift. <laughs> Pianos so often go out of tune this time of year as the furnaces kick in. And so if you have a musician, a music student, or a pianist in your life who appreciates practical gifts, why don't you give them a piano tuning? It's a great gift. Some other non-physical gifts can include music recordings. Now, I do love a physical album. For me, it's records. My brother, for the past several years, has been building up my record collection, and I always look forward to the music that he picks out for me because he finds albums that he knows I already love, or he introduces me to new artists that I fall in love with. So now, I've also been gifted digital albums 
which have been so awesome. Beverly McIver, who we had on the pod just a couple weeks ago, gifted me her album when it came out. And that's one I highly recommend, the Canadian Floral Emblems album. Karen Senebaka also just released a piano album called Curlicue, and her music is performed by Daryl Friesen, and it's so, so good. I love it. I've listened to it on repeat, and it makes such a great gift. One of my favorite pianists, Samantha Ajay, has released several albums in the past few years. Her newest one, Homage, her 2022 release, is chamber music from the African diaspora, and I highly recommend listening to it and purchasing that one as a gift for someone. She plays with the quartet Castle of Our Skins, and it's so good. I think you're really gonna like it, especially if you love chamber music. Another fabulous practical gift is subscriptions to a website or some practical resource. So I already mentioned Jenny Boster's playful piano subscription for the Female Composers Club. Another one is a subscription to Piano Music She Wrote database. It's $15 and it gets you access to thousands of linked pieces of music, what the difficulty level is, where you can find all of these things. It is so, so helpful. I use this database constantly and for $15, you can gift it to a pianist or a piano teacher in your life. I think that's a great gift. Another wonderful subscription is Rebecca Maxner of Redleaf Piano Works, who we had on earlier. She has an e-sheet club, so you can subscribe for $5 a month and you get a new piece of music delivered right to you. Malika Fitzhugh also has a similar subscription service and it's not limited to piano music. And so that's also really fun. So these are some really inexpensive options that can go a long way in supporting composers. And it's also a really fun gift. This year I asked for a notability subscription for my iPad because I like using the service for keeping all of my music straight. And so if you have a music teacher in your life, a subscription to my music staff is also a game changer for all your administrative needs. I had friends talking about it for years and I was like, how good can this actually be, you guys? It is life-changing. I will never not have a subscription to my music staff. They can take all my money. I hope to do an episode with their founders in the future, but you should absolutely go check it out. It is absolutely worth it if you are an independent musician and music teacher. It makes your booking, your invoicing, all of that so, so simple. So I highly recommend that you check it out. Now, one year when my partner and I were dating, we didn't have a lot of money and I wanted to be really intentional about some gifts. But I also realized that we were in school and the budget was tight for the both of us. So he composes music on the side and he had written me some really lovely piano pieces and he had also arranged one of our favorite albums for Piano Duo, which we're actually gonna be playing later this year at uh, Chamberfest. So anyway, I had these PDFs for the compositions so what I did was I designed a cover page for each of them and then I got them printed at Staples and bound with really nice covers so that they could sit beautifully on the shelf. So if you have a composer in your life, that might be a really lovely gift. Another lovely gift that now this is a physical gift is a piece of artwork. So to decorate a studio or practice room walls, my friend Annalie introduced me to the artwork of Shirley Elias and Shirley's paintings are inspired by music as she's a musician herself. There are gorgeous prints with bright energetic colors and they would brighten up any studio space. So she's just released some prints because the physical paintings can be quite expensive, right? But you can have them, you could get just the frame, you could get it with mats, you could also get it stretched on canvas for 
for a, a little bit more money. And so that's a really affordable way to add some artwork to your practice room or to your studio to add some more musical inspiration. So she's just released some of those prints and I'm going to link some of my favorites in the show notes so you can check those out. Okay, now last but not least, I love stockings. Stockings are notoriously my favorite thing to open. I love digging around and not knowing what I'm going to pull out of the stocking. And I also think it's because my parents packed really good stockings growing up. And so I always find them really fun. But I'm also, like I said earlier, I am a practical person. I really like practical gifts. So these are some things that I use a lot of as a musician. And so I thought perhaps other musicians, <laughs> you know, they might want to add to this, but these are some that I thought would be really great stocking stuffers for musicians. So one of them is O'Keefe's hand cream. Now this sounds kind of strange, but my hands get really, really dry in the winter and I need to use lotion a lot, but it's hard as a pianist because oftentimes lotion is really greasy and so it doesn't work well when you're trying to play the piano and so this is one that my piano teacher introduced me to and it, it's non-greasy and it's like non it's not slippery at all and it dries really fast and so I find it hydrates very well and it also doesn't add or leave any residue on the piano so I've linked that so Karen Garrelis on Instagram she had posted a few months ago that she likes to reward herself when she practices with some really fancy chocolate chocolate. And I was like, this is a great idea. And I started doing the same. So I have linked some fun, fancy chocolates for you to check out. And you can just, you know, pop it on the box, practice chocolates. <laughs> Another one is a pocket tuner. Super practical. I know we all have tuners on our phones now if we use them, but uh, a pocket tuner can also be great if you don't like using your phone during practicing. Sticky tabs. I constantly go through sticky tabs, like just the thin little post-its. I use it for my marking music for my students all the time and also for myself. And so I go through them a lot. And so sticky tabs, great stocking stuffer. Recently, I discovered Midliner Highlighters by Zebra. And when I have printed photocopy music, okay, obviously I have physical copies as well, but I really like to mark up my score. So I own the physical copy and then I'll have photocopies in a binder and I really mark it up. Highlighters, pens, pencils, you name it. And oftentimes I encourage my students to do the same thing. And so I've been using Midliner Highlighters. So they're more of a pastel color, which I love. And I like that it's not super bright and in your face it's just a little bit of a calmer color and so the midliner highlighters have been getting a lot of use in my own music and in my studio so those are a great gift colored erasable pencils especially if you're a music teacher these are a lifesaver i had a family that's in my music studio gift them to me a few years ago and i was like these are the greatest invention um because i can erase them and i like being able to write notes like sometimes color really matters to students and in order to have it stand out in their music and so i love using the colored erasable pencils in my own music and also in my students music and the nice thing is is you can actually write in the book with that and then it it has an eraser and it erases beautifully so i've linked some great brands in the show notes music book page holders. These are awesome if you gig a lot and you're maybe playing outside in the summertime or you know you've got a book that's perhaps a little bit thicker and the binding's not as great so it doesn't want to stay open. Again, I had wonderful family in my studio 
the same one that gifted me these erasable pencils gift me different music page holders and they are so wonderful. I love how easy it is to keep the music open, especially for when I'm accompanying and sometimes I'm using maybe more awkward editions, not my favorite editions of the score that don't stay open as well. These are a lifesaver. And also, like I said before, they're also a lifesaver for gigging musicians who perhaps play outside and they need to keep their music open. And an iPad pencil. So like a lot of musicians, I converted to using my iPad mostly for gigs and accompanying and also for teaching for my teaching studio. And when I started teaching theory classes online, I realized like I needed a way to be able to digitally mark my mark up my students' scores and their homework. And so I just bought an iPad pencil from Amazon and it's been working great. I've had it for probably three years now and it is a lifesaver. I think I paid $23 for it. And so that's a really great resource if you have a musician that maybe often just uses their finger to, to write on the iPad, like a $25 gift. Um, that's a great stocking stuffer. So anyway, I know that was a little bit of a longer episode, but that is my talk on holiday gift guides. Those are my best ideas. I'm going to be sharing some of them on Instagram and I'm sure that you all have really awesome ideas as well. So I would appreciate heading on over there and letting me know what are, what are you using? What are you gifting this year? And maybe we can share some ideas for the musicians in our lives. As always, you can check out everything that we've talked about in the show notes and I'm also going to be linking some YouTube interviews that I did with the two jewelers from Hangups Jewelry and from Heartstrings Jewelry. And we're talking about their favorite pieces. And so because they're showing them as a visual medium, we've added that as a YouTube video. So I encourage you to also go check that out through Concert Stream and through my YouTube page and through the show notes. So multiple places you can get it. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season as you start to prepare for the different holidays that are coming up. And I look forward to being back with you next week and talking with Kim Sundell and music and wine pairings. Take care, everyone. Thank you to the Saskatoon Symphony Orchestra for sponsoring this podcast. Make sure you head over to saskatoonsymphony.org to purchase tickets for upcoming shows. And if you don't live in the Saskatoon area, you can watch these shows via concert stream by following the link at the top of the website. I'm your host, Olivia Adams. This is Loud and Clear, and you can find me at OA Music Studios on socials. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.